And it is my pleasure today to introduce to you the speaker of the hour who is not here by accident but by divine appointment. We had an unusual number of people in the audience today as the new visitors stood who simply said that it was placed in their heart that God told them to be here upon today. Well, our speaker for today, I was talking with her a few weeks ago and God spoke to me then and he said she is to speak on the third Sunday of this month. So she is here by divine appointment. I don't know what she is going to say. But I do know that whatever she says, it is meant for someone who shall hear her upon this day. I, I met her a long time ago. Many of you know her history, a lot of her accomplishments in the governmental world. But I met her when she was a student at Georgia State University. And I remember I was there at Georgia State and I was speaking. And I remember after I finished speaking, this young lady came up to me, this student. And I remember what she told me. She said, I am getting ready to run for political office. And I'm thinking to myself, this woman's still in college. And then it was the statement that she said next that forever stayed with me. She said, I am getting ready to run for political office. And then she said, I'm going to win. And the thought that ran through my mind was, how in the world? And there are a lot of you right now and you're facing how in the world situation. You don't know how in the world. You're going to do what you're destined to do. You don't know how in the world you're going to make it. You don't know how in the world you're going to overcome some circumstances. You don't know how in the world. And as I sat there and looked upon Mabel Thomas, who has now changed her moniker in terms of what she is known as and what she is called, she's called Abel Mabel Thomas. And I saw her from a student who believed what could be done. And I don't know the full reason, but, but I know that the person you will hear in just a minute believes in the impossible by man's eyes. A student was not supposed to be able to win. And there are some things in life that statistics will say that you are not supposed to be able to do. And I want you to open your minds and open your hearts as you prepare to hear her. She's not coming as a political candidate because that's illegal. You know, it's not legal to actually endorse or bring a political platform from a pulpit or else you could lose your tax-exempt status. So that it's not legal for her to talk to you as a politician. But it is legal for her to talk to you as a prophetess, as a producer, as a person who believes that because her God is able, she is able. So 
It is not legal for her to talk to you as Georgia State Representative Abel Mabel Thomas, but it is legal for her to talk to you as Abel Mabel Thomas. So after this next song by the men, the next voice that you shall hear shall be that of Abel Mabel Thomas. I think it's no accident that the song that I'm getting ready to sing is You Raise Me Up to what God has called you to be. And Abel Mabel, she saw something years ago. She knew she claimed her destiny. And she's able to walk in that destiny now. And for those who are going through things, situations, or whatever it may be, trying to figure out career paths, you know, God has put something in you when he created you, when he made you. And these words are just encouragement to let you know, just go on. Don't worry about the, the detours, the delays. Just look for and keep your eye on the go. Me up. 
Church, say amen. Amen, amen again. Amen. God is good. Yes. And all the time. I really do appreciate the uh, opportunity to be and really um, welcome you to the brothers of the word. Because, brother, we do need a word. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, I'm Abel Mabel Thomas. And... Um, some of you may know that I'm a state representative in Atlanta, and some of you may know that I'm also a licensed evangelist as well under a ministry called Kano's International Ministry. And I have accountability in the, in the domain of youth. And so I was really glad to hear the information that was being said about entrepreneurship for our youth because they must understand financial literacy so that they can make decisions you know, that will help their families and help our communities as we move forth especially in the times that we're in around the economy. Amen. Uh, I like to say peace and love to you always and always, truth to the people. First, giving honor to God, who is the leader of my life, to my friend and leader of this great ministry, Nathaniel Bronner Jr., James and Elijah Bronner, and to this wonderful congregation. It's good to be back in the pulpit after about, I think I've been about seven years now, have passed since I spoke here. And uh, I really do appreciate the opportunity to come back. I was so moved by Oh Happy Day. You know, Oh Happy Day. You see, because we need a happy day. And the happy day was when Jesus washed our sins away. Now, we might not understand the whole context of that, but that was a happy day. You know, because now we can go forward with Christ. And see, sometimes when you get your, you know, get your sins washed away, your friends... Or did I say friends or did I say so-called friends? They will try to remind you of the things that you used to do. They'll tell you, I remember you was on drugs. I remember you used to dance on the table. I remember when you used to steal. But guess what? When the devil reminds you of your past, remind him he has no future. Because that's what time it is. And then the gentleman just sang before me, said you was raised up for more than you always even can imagine that you can be. I mean, I just started crying and just, I mean, I'm just trying to pat the tears away, you know, because it's just so strong. I felt just so moved by the sermon. And see, the sermon is not just what I'm saying. The sermon is who you're being in the space of the sermon. 
It's the music that comes forth. It's the announcement. It's the urshers. It's everything that brings the kindness and love to the people. As they enter to worship and depart to serve. That's what time it is. So I come today with a new and vital power. And um, it's May 18, 2008. And I brought a book today and it's called God Calling. And you know that God is calling. It states that in this devotional book that it will change your life. And change is in the wind. The world, but change begins within. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because all things have passed away. And all things have become new. So I come to you with this devotional book and I say, well, what does May 18th say? It says new and vital power. Look unto me and be you saved all to the ends of the earth. Not for merit was salvation. The promise was to all who looked. To look is surely within the power of everyone. One look suffices. Salvation follows. Look and you are saved from despair. Look and you are saved from care. Look and you are saved from worry. Look and you, into you there flows a peace beyond all understanding, a power new and vital, a joy wonderful indeed. Look and keep looking. Doubt flees, joy reigns, and hope conquers. Life, eternal life is yours, revitalizing and renewing. Is that a good word? Because clearly, we must have a new and vital power. In ancient times, after the year's final harvest, our people made the hard journey to Jerusalem to offer thanks for the blessings of fruit and grain and to share their harvest with the poor and needy as they had been commanded. We too are commanded. In Proverbs 22 and 2 it says, it states that the rich and the poor meet together. Because the Lord is the maker of them all. The rich must give to the poor. The strong must help the weak. And all live together in peace. And we have learned that not just charity, but justice is demanded of us. We must so order society that people may earn their daily bread with dignity. Many of you know that I've spent a lot of times in our communities talking about justice and justice for all. If that was an issue where people's homes were being taken, I was there to try to keep Atlantis in their homes. If that was an issue about the poor, the homeless, I was there to say we must have a charge to help the homeless and to give them opportunity so they can move out of their circumstances. But for God, we could be homeless, especially in the kind of economy we live in where you got a job one day. I know y'all saw in the city of Atlanta, these people had a job one day, and then 400 people didn't have a job a week later. So the question is, sometimes when you think about these things that happen, is it about balancing a budget, or is it about compassion for people? And at the same time, in government, you do have to balance those things, so we're not trying to say that there was not a need to streamline, but if you're going to streamline, you probably have to streamline from the top to the middle, to the bottom. Y'all ain't mad at me. <laughs> so it probably was needing to be some streamlined at the top level, as well as those levels of clerks and other people that lost their jobs. So we got to look at this situation from a level of compassion. 
who are we as a people in the terms of compassion? You know, do we really love each other? Are we really our brothers and sisters keepers? Or is that just a cliche? See, this is spiritual warfare. Subsequently, there must be a spiritual rebirth. See, the fight is not over black over white. The fight, the fight today is over right over wrong, good over evil. It's really about where do you stand in these times of controversy? See, Martin Luther King said, you can, you know, you can stand a lot of places, but where do you stand in terms of controversy when things are not so easy? When things, when you have to actually decide whether if 99 people are for the wrong and one person, you for the right, will you stand alone? Because see, this is the time you have to stand alone because there's a whole troop of people leading you to hell. It's a whole troop of them leading you and they marching strongly. So that's why you got to stand with the Lord. See, the question today is not whether or not the Lord is on your side. See, the Lord is on your side. The question today is whether or not we're on the Lord's side. See, that's the critical questions we go forth in this society. See, we have to be on the Lord's side. And we have to have a holy boldness for the Lord. Because that's what time it is. You know, you must be able to sort of talk to your neighbor. Tell them about Christ. We got to all sort of be a little evangelism. You know, sort of talk about Christ because that's the only thing going to save us during this time. You know, so you have to hold on to something that's real because anything that's not rooted in God will fail. You see, so we got to look at this situation and look at life and see who we want to be in the matter of society. Chapter 22 and one in Proverbs says, choose a good reputation over great riches for being held in high esteem is better than having silver gold because with God the impossible becomes possible and I know that you are blessed of the Lord and faith will give you favor because favor ain't fair favor ain't fair now if you think I've gotten so far in life because I was just so smart then you missed it I have the favor of the Lord on my side uh, you know in the Bible Naomi decided to go back to get her inheritance. And but Ruth decided to go with her. Okay? And when she decided to go with her, she had to make a commitment. See, in life, we go through life being involved. I'm involved with the church. I'm involved with my job. I'm involved with my family. But see, only in the space of commitment does the universe line up with you. So you got to get in committed to God, committed to your family, you know, committed to those things that are important to move you forth in life. So so in this situation, Ruth committed herself. And even though she wasn't a reaper, she gleaned. So sometimes y'all might not be at the top of the game, but stay in the game. All right? Because God will still provide a blessing for you. And sometimes it's an unexpected blessing. Because only God can give promotion. And he gives promotion. You know, and sometimes you're not even thinking about it. You're just doing right. Because it's always good time to do right. All right. And then it says in Psalms 84 and 5, happy are those who are strong in the Lord because we've come this forth by faith. At the end of the day, we've come this forth by faith, leaning on the everlasting Lord. And he has never failed us yet. He may not come when you want him, but you got to believe he comes on time because there are many things we've asked for. The Lord knew we didn't need it. But you got to be careful what you ask for. So you got to really think about what you ask for because the Lord will give you some things that you ask for. 
And when you get it, you want to give it back to him. <laughs> but you asked for it. So Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. God gave his approval to people in the days of old because of their faith. By faith, we understood that the entire universe was formed at God's command. What about that? The entire universe was formed at God's command. That that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. I'm going to let you in on a secret, but it's a well-known secret. God is the same today as he was yesterday. So he can do greater things even today in our lives if we believe and have faith. All right. If God can do it for Abel, Enoch, Noah, and Abraham, just to name a few faith men, he can do it for you. So live by faith. Romans 1, 16 and 17. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. Jews first and the Gentiles. This good news tells about how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. Repeat that. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. Your actions must correspond with your faith. The force of faith will make you able to do supernatural things. How many know about supernatural things that's happened in your life? You know, you, on your own, you couldn't have did it. It's absolutely impossible for you to have done it. So, so sometimes, Lord, put you in a situation where you can't do it because, you know, uh, when Barack stepped out to run for president on his own, he couldn't have done it. It had to be a move of God for him to be able to speak into the hearts of people, a hope message, a message of belief, and to begin you to chant, yes, we can. You know, because, yes, we can. It is not that we hadn't heard it before, but sometimes the Lord would send someone in. To say a message that otherwise would not get through. And so even though you might be on one path. And I'm sure the other person in the race was on a path. And had actually seen themselves in the White House. They had visualized it. Everybody had told them. But then guess what happened? A move of God. Because, because when man plans, God can unplan. Because his, he knows what is best for us better than we know for ourselves. All right. So you have to sometimes step out in faith. See, this election cycle is just not about whether or not we get a black president or a president who's qualified who is black. This election is about us taking our dreams off the shelf, dusting our dreams off. This is about us believing in ourselves once again of the possibilities of who we are as humanity. This is about us looking at what are the things that we, that God told us to do. See, there are some things specifically God has told you to do. You have not stepped out on it. You have been afraid, but they said, be of good courage. You have not stepped out on your dreams. This is about taking your dreams off the shelf. No matter what you did in the past, you can, I heard a sermon by one of the brothers that said, come to the other side suddenly. Come to the other side suddenly. That means some people say, well, I'm going to get my life cleaned up after I get married, after I find a good woman, after I do this, after I do this. No, come to the other side suddenly. You know, immediately step into your greatness because you are destined for greatness. See, what we don't understand is we are connected to destiny. See, the Lord already know exactly where he's going to take you. Get out the way and let him take you. 
You know, because that's what time it is. We got to get out the way and let God do the work that he know needs to be done in our lives. You know, because that's what time it is. I looked in um, Matthew chapter 8. And in Matthew chapter 8, it talked about a Roman officer who basically said he wanted him to heal his servant at home. And so he said, well, he was, Jesus said, well, where does he live at? Where do you live at? I'm going to come to your house. The man said, no, I am not worthy to have you to come to my home. Just say the word and he will be healed. He says, because I'm a person of authority and I tell people, go, go, come, come. And they do it. So you just say the word and it will be done. And Jesus said, I will tell you the truth. I have not seen that kind of faith in all of Israel. You see, that's the kind of faith we need. Faith where you don't even got, you just believe God and his word. Can we believe God and his word? So then after chapter eight was so good, I said, I better go to chapter nine. Great acts of faith. The paralyzed man on a mat. Stand up. Take your mat and go home. You are healed. Seeing their faith, take heart. Your sins are forgiven. You know? And then the, the woman with the issue of blood, who believed that if she could only touch the hem of his garment, she would be healed. And so, but you got to remember now, she had faith. But at the same time, it was a whole crowd of people. They didn't care about her faith. They was trying to what? Push her back. Get back. Jesus is coming. Get back. So when you move forward, somebody's going to be saying, get back. But you got to what? Push. You got to be unstoppable in your faith of what God can do for you and what he's promised you. See, he don't really promise you that he can't deliver to you. So he believed. And so she pushed through a big crowd of people and she touched it. The hem of his garment. And since it was so many people, he said, who touched me? Who touched me? Now, how could he feel her touch in the middle of everybody? The disciples said, well, there was too many people. I mean, how, how would we know who touched you? He said, that wasn't just a regular touch. You see, that wasn't just a regular touch. That was some supernatural. She touched him in the supernatural at that moment she was healed. It's just she had an issue for 12 years. And that means that she was sort of pushed to the side. Nobody wanted to be bothered with the lady with the issue of blood. You know, so the bottom line is the faith, the faith. Okay, and then it says, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. Healed at that moment, at that moment. Two blind men received sight. All right, casting out demons. Jesus traveled throughout that cut area, preaching the good news about the kingdom. He healed, and Jesus said also to his disciples, the harvest is so great. But the workers are so few. Now we know how it is. There's a church I went to. They have a group called the Faithful Few. So it doesn't matter whether or not the others will participate, you know, in the program. They know that the program's going to go forward because somebody can be touched by that. See, the Lord would use all kind of ways to bring you to salvation. He'll take the youth program and you'll be so inspired by that youth program that you'll do something greater for yourself. See, young people are only 25% of the population, but 100% of our future. Do you hear me? Only 25% of the population, but 100% of our future. That's why we have to stand with our So he said to us, as we go forth, for us not to be discouraged in good doing. You know, don't be discouraged, but pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers for his fields. Because there's a lot of work to be done in Atlanta, in Georgia, 
You know, but the bottom line is we have to pray that more people will come to the side for Christ than those who will push in the world for greed and materialism. Because it's a big push in the world for you to buy, 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 and to have, 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 and to put yourself in the context of who you are based upon the things that you have. So if you don't have certain things, then you aren't anybody. But see, the Lord didn't speak that. He didn't speak that. You are somebody. You are somebody in the sight of the Lord. You are actually a child of the Most High King. Of the Most High King. And what you got to understand is there's a new king in town. The king that they're talking about is something else. You know, we talk about a king that can give you salvation. We talk about a king that can give you joy. We talk about a king who can heal you in the moment. Some of you have, in the, in the days of now, this is the days of now, how many of you have prayed that somebody in your family was healed? And because of who you were, God gave favor to you and healed that person. Oh, come on now. The Lord can work it either way. The Lord can work it any way he wants to work it. So the bottom then is another thing they say that wailing women win. It's many times women have been at home and just have cried out to the Lord. Help me with my son that's on drugs. Just cried out to the Lord. And because he hears our cry, because he hears our cry, has delivered your son. And no, and you didn't think he could be delivered because you had seen him go in and out of the system. But guess what? The Lord can do it. See, it doesn't matter how far you have fallen to the left. The Lord can raise you up. He can, no matter how far he can reach down and get you. See, that's the kind of God we serve is a God who can reach down and get you. A God who makes the impossible possible. The God who can say, is it my time? Or is it not my time? But clearly, it's your time if you walk with God. You know, it's your time if you walk with God. If you believe in this Bible that you read and, you know, and, 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 and profess to know, you can be healed. You can do miracles. You, you, can have, you have a word for somebody. That's what you don't understand. You think just because you are just a lay person, you don't have a word. The real reason you come in here is to get the word. So when you get the word, you take the word out. So you are the disciples now. These are pre you are present day disciples to take the word out to people. Don't necessarily spend all your time trusting man. Spend all your time trusting God. Spend all your time trusting God. Because that's what time it is. Uh, I always want to say to you, I always love this. Just say from, from Psalms 24, it says the, Lord, the earth is the Lord and the world, the fullness thereof. So that means everything Everything is made by God and he's in control of everything. So when you think about the obstacles and, and you say, well, I, I can't achieve that. Just take Ken out of your vocabulary because you can. You know, you can. And yes, we can. Yes, we can. And it ain't by chance that you need to positive sometimes chant something positive so you can get it inside of you. So you see, see, change comes from within. I just told you that now. As you change, so does the world. As you change, so does the world. By faith. I'm here to tell you we've come this forth by faith. Leaning on the everlasting Lord. And he has never failed us yet. So I thank you for this opportunity to come before you. I absolutely positively love you. I know who you are because I know who I am. I am a child of the most high king. I'm someone who's going to fight for the least of these. I'm someone who's going to stand up for those who are faceless and nameless. I'm going to be someone who can be holy bold in every level of whether it's government, business, community. I stand up holy boldly and say, I love the Lord 
And not only do I love the Lord, I'm on his side. I'm on the Lord's side. The question today is not whether or not the Lord is on your side. The question today is, are you on the Lord's side? Thank you. God bless you. truly appreciate that divine word brought by Abel Mabel and she really lives that which she preaches and I mean literally lives Mabel's house is in the middle of the hood I mean in the middle of the hood and it is very unusual for a successful politician to remain and live among the people. And you'll often hear politicians say that my door is always open, but they're talking about the door down at the state capitol that you have to go through the secretary to get to. Mabel literally has people in the community and they come to her door and they literally knock on the door where she lives and say, Mabel, can you help me? And she does all that she can in the community where she lives to help people. And that's the whole mission of Christ. is for us to do all that we can to help our neighbor. So indeed, we, we thank you so much for that divine word. And there's someone here that, that it touched. And you know that you need to go to the other side, and you need to go to another level. And you need to do it now. And today was that push that will help to get you going. There's no excuse with an almighty God and it even struck me as she began to name the men in the Bible the first one she named was Abel and I didn't realize this that when you look through Genesis you got Adam and then Cain and Abel so Abel was a you know you all are able it's not just Mabel who's able that's what she's trying to tell you it's not just Mabel who's able but sometimes you have to see Abel Mabel to make you understand that you are able and uh, I'm going to just say it Abel Mabel ain't high yelling straight head either so there is no excuse there is no excuse whatever she can do through the power of God, you can do. Now, it's just time for us to stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. And, and, and it really is. So, so become able. Become able through the God that you serve. Our God is able. He just, he's just able. She just, she had so many points in what she talked about. If God can make the universe, why come he can't straighten out your world? What is it in your world that he can't do? If he can create the whole universe, what is it in your world that he can't do? So, 
He is able, but we just in the way, to be honest about it. And, and, and you can't do anything with a person until they make up their mind that they are able. Nothing you can do. You provide all the resources in the world. You can't do anything in a person's life until they make up their mind that through the power of Christ, they are able. So just from her name, and just from the words of which she spoke upon to you today, I hope you realize within your soul, stop making all these excuses about what you cannot do. That you are able. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. I'm going to ask James to just come and have final words and just dismiss us for today. you have heard of Abel, Mabel, but you didn't know she could preach like that. I said, Amen. So it's... so it's good to know that those who hold our offices have the Word of God on the inside of them. Amen. Amen. There's so many now, they're trying to push the Word, I tell you, out uh, our society. So we thank God that the word is on the inside of Abel Mabel and empowers her to do all that she does. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this moment, knowing that each moment is sacred. Yes. Lord, we thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the love. Lord, we thank you for our life, health, and our strength. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you will do. We ask that each family that's represented today be blessed, Lord. Oh, we just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you for your mercy that endured forever, Lord. We just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you for your prosperity. We know that prosperity is more than a dollar sign. We just thank you right now. We ask that you heal our bodies, Lord, from the top of our heads to the soles of our feet, Lord. We just thank you right now. Lord, we love you. We adore you. We just thank you right now. Lord, we thank you for wholeness in our life, Lord. We just thank you right now. Lord, thank you that you continue to bless us, Lord. Thank you. Continue to guide us, Lord. Oh, thank you. Lord, we, you said you would give us the desires of our heart, Lord. We just thank you right now. Lord, put a clean heart in us, Lord, as we go forth, Lord. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you, oh, hallelujah. Lord, with us, we are majority, Lord. We thank you for the majority report, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this great church, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you that we're safe in the ark of salvation. We just thank you right now. Bless this Bronner's family, this legacy, Lord. We just thank you right now. Thank you for the congregation that has ears to hear and a heart to do. We just thank you right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderfulness. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. This ends message number 6270 by Abel Mabel Thomas. To hear other messages or to send this message number 6270 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. This has been message number 6270. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.